0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
1: Yeah, I just went
3: out there and did what P do.
1: <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory. You know, I'm just trying to really get my my NBA 2K rating up. Hey, I get not take! I, 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 just,
0: I, I can't take it! You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. we going to Game 7, baby! Game 7!
3: Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by BetMGM and Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, nominated by the FSWA again. Uh, Hello. It's Friday, January twenty second. I'm here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube. And we would appreciate a nice review. We're sticking with the new format: so news, waiver wire, and then DFS. <laughs> First, in last night's three-game slate, the Lakers beat the Bucks 113-106. LeBron with a great game, 34 points, eight assists, six rebounds. KCP hit seven threes. Milwaukee only got 16 points off the bench. Uh, KCP is 86th in nine category leagues, almost two and a half threes a game. Uh, Shannon, any thoughts on KCP this year? He's, he's having a great season so far
2: it's pretty clear to me that his shooting is just it's i mean it's off the charts 55% from the field goal from from the floor 93% from from the line 57% from downtown that's not sustainable he he's going to regress back to the norm i i do think he is a decent player for like 14 team leagues he can hold some value he gets enough three pointers, enough steals. <clears throat> you know, he'll score 11 or 12 points per game, but I would not expect him to break out. I mean, I, I, you know, he did good. He was solid in the playoffs uh, last season. You know, if you look back at the Western Conference Finals and, and the NBA Finals, he averaged about 12 points per game, playing 30 minutes per. Um, he was shooting well at that time too. Uh, I just I just don't expect it to stay with what we've seen so far this season. You know, it's he's an okay player. He's just shooting above his head right now.
4: Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on the Milwaukee's bench? Well, it's not
3: good. Uh, Those are those are my easy thoughts. Um, (laughs) They traded. They traded depth away and they let some depth go, you know, to get Drew Holiday. And I can't really argue with that because come playoff time, you know, Holiday and Middleton are probably going to be on the court forty plus minutes a game when it matters. But yeah, in the regular season, I mean it's getting exposed already. You know, Augustine, Bryn Forbes, Congaton, uh, Thanassus, Agatacumbo, and Bobby
4: Portis. Like, that's the bench. Uh when, and when is Craig it, when are they gonna give Craig some minutes? I mean, well, I don't expect him to shoot, but He's supposed to be kind of a defensive stopper. i mean, at least throw 5 minutes at him, you know, at the top scorer, I would think. I know he was injured early though, right?
3: He was, he broke his nose, but he's been available for since the 15th. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised he hasn't played yet. Um, I'm sure he'll get in there, but yeah, right now the bench not looking so good. Um, <laughs> Ken, uh speaking of bench players,
4: uh in yeah, Cleveland in Cle- there was a trade yeah, in Cleveland, the Cavaliers have dealt Kevin Porter to the Rockets for a future second-round pick. Porter has battled personal issues in the offseason, recently had a blowout with Cleveland's office personnel. Gentlemen, outside of Porter's woes, is Cleveland suddenly a deep team?
2: Well, I don't know if I would call it deep. Um, they, they, I suppose they're deep at the four and the five, uh, especially after Kevin Love— Returns, but but I would not I not consider them deep one through three, um you know Garland Sexton Okoro that that's kind of their their future right there along with I'm assuming, um, uh oh man I'm spacing on his Larry name. Dance? No 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 the the guy they just traded for holy right. Jared, Allen? Jared, Jared Allen Jared Allen oh Jared and, uh, Allen. Yes. Yes.
4: Prince yeah they're having the yes. series.
2: So I mean Jared not Torrey Prince. Torrey Prince doesn't matter. He he doesn't <laughs> matter at all. All right. But Jared Allen, Jared Allen, Okoro, Sexton, Garland. That's that's their future. That's their core, their young core. I don't I don't expect uh Drummond to stick around too long. Uh, I think Jared Allen's presence there hurts Drummond's uh fantasy value tremendously. Um you know, JaVale McGee, who was getting decent production and limited run earlier in the season. Uh, that's gone. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Larry Nance once Kevin Love returns. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting team. I- I'll give it that. There are some pieces of this roster I like. I like Sexton Garland and Allen as a, a young core to build around, but uh, they they need something else to add to that mix. And I don't think the answer is Kevin Love and, and Andre Drummond.
4: Well, Alex, do you think the Cavs can get that something else by moving Drummond? Uh,
3: I don't really think that they can get anything that meaningful from trading Drummond. He's only got one year left on his deal. So he'd probably get traded to a contender uh, that would need some center depth. And I, I originally, you know, last season I liked him to the Clippers, but now they have a I mean, maybe they can just trade, you know, Drummond for Zubach straight up. I'm not really sure, but um, you know, there are some teams that could certainly use Drummond at center. I think Boston could theoretically use him at center. Um, but yeah, I don't think they'd get a lot for him just because of the contract situation.
2: Now it's similar to what, I mean, Pistons just gave him up. Uh, they didn't get anything in return for him. And, and and I just, I just think the type of player that he is doesn't hold very much value, um, in the trade market. But yeah, like Alex said, I I do think there are teams where he makes sense. Uh, Boston, I, I think Charlotte is actually a very interesting one. Um, and they could even move someone like bridges, uh, where it might make sense for both teams.
4: You know, uh, Shannon, I know you're not a big uh, Torian Prince fan for fantasy, but I feel like when you look at these other terrible bench options for the Cavaliers, it's at least an upgrade for them this year uh, versus shoving minutes at Lamar Stevens or or uh, Damian Dotson. Anywho, Alex, uh, we got a lot of a lot of more COVID news, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, two games tonight have been postponed. Washington at Milwaukee and Memphis at Portland. Uh, Memphis next two game or excuse me, next three games have been postponed. Uh, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. Sunday and Monday are both against the Kings. So keep that in mind if you have uh, fantasy players in those games. Uh, the cancellation, I should say postponement, but it's probably a cancellation. Uh, six consecutive game for Washington. They can't make the eight-player minimum. Uh, Just earlier this week, they were just trying to get six players so they could hold a practice. Um, Yeah. Ken, any thoughts about the situation?
4: Well, can I complain about Jimmy Butler? Uh, They've got COVID issues in Miami as well. He's missing his sixth straight game due to COVID. Clearly, far worse for Butler than his fantasy managers. (laughs) He's only played in six games so far. He missed some games earlier with an ankle injury. I went all in on Butler on a bunch of teams, and uh, it's not going well.
2: <laughs> yeah, Butler yeah. Butler's tough if you if you drafted him. I think people bought into his bubble play and, you know, the way he carried that team to the finals and hoped that would carry over. Um, but even, you know, he'll return. He should return soon. Once he does, I expect him to do essentially what he's done the past couple of years. So, you know, 19, 20 points, five and five. Good, good value, but uh, I would not expect him to play the way he did uh, during the playoffs last year.
4: In other depressing COVID news, Carl Anthony Towns still roughly a week away uh, from returning. Uh, we know about the tragic family stuff with Towns regarding COVID. Uh, he also missed time with a wrist injury. He's killing my FSGA team, but uh, clearly tougher for Towns than for uh, me, little fantasy manager. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of depressing COVID news. Uh, let's switch to some good news, though. Uh, Alex, your guy, Jordan Clarkson, with 19 points off the bench for the in the Jazz's 129-118 win over the Pelicans last night. Alex, you discussed Clarkson in your Boom and Bust article. He's currently ranked 54th in nine category leagues. Can he keep this up as sixth man for Utah? Uh,
3: I think for the most part, yes. Um, I mean, he was pretty good last year. Once he got dealt to Utah, his shooting is a little unsustainable. Like he's, you know, 3% over his field goal from last year. He's, I mean, he's 10% over his free throw. So keep that in mind. Um, but he's always been, you know, a pretty efficient shooter, at least marginally. And he's, he's just someone who comes in for, you know, 24 to 30 minutes and can put up 15 points, you know, four rebounds and two assists. So, you know, I don't expect him to continue you know, ranking 54th in non cat leagues, but he should finish top 100 and he's worth at least a bench spot on, on most people's teams. I would think in a 12 in a teamer,
4: I think he's, it's at least a good sign that he's playing this well, even though Bogdanovich has returned. Yeah. A lot of Clarkson's good numbers last year was with an injured Bogdanovich out, but Clarkson's still earning his, his shots <laughs> and uh, giving them Vinnie Johnson, like microwave production off the bench.
2: Yeah. He, you know, the obvious comp I think is Lou Williams. Um, and he's got that same type of skill set. I don't see why he can't be what, what Lou Williams has been the past three, four years. Um, you know, the jazz need that, you know, outside of, outside of, of Donovan Mitchell and, and yeah. Mike Conley, they really don't have anyone who just is pure buckets. So having a guy like Clarkson come off the bench, uh, I, I see it as somewhat su- sustainable. I mean, 18 points per game, probably not, but 14, 15, which you know we saw 15 points last year, 16, almost 17 points the year before that. You know, both of those instances were 24, 27 minutes per game. So he's not playing a boatload of minutes, and he's still very productive. I, I, I expect that to continue.
3: Yeah, he's taking the second most shots on the team right now, 13.6, and he's let he's only one shot behind Donovan Mitchell in terms of Per 36 shot attempts. So they are clearly using him uh, a lot. So yesterday, also the Knicks, they held the Warriors to 104 points and won by 15 on the road. Uh, Ken, I'm going to let you take the floor on Tom Thibodeau's Knicks defense.
4: Yeah, they're holding opponents to a league low, 102.8 points a game. The Lakers are second at 105.2 Keep the Knicks defense in mind for DFS and player prop unders. New York's defense was kind of historically been a joke the last five to ten years, but we all know Coach Tom Thibodeau prioritizes defense. He's got Mitchell Robinson playing major minutes, but has coached him to not sell out for blocks, instead boxing out for defensive rebounds. Hey, I love to dump on the Knicks, but they're 8-8, and playing fundamental ball. Uh, Speaking of Knicks improvements, guys, is R.J. Barrett turning things around?
3: uh maybe (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know like he's you know he's shooting well this month i think that you know i i did a boom and bust the boom and bust article i wrote which uh, i love by the way thank you alex yeah go see that uh the longest streak of his career that he shot over 35 percent in consecutive games is five games (laughs) um 30, so, you said let me
4: re- reiterate that you said thirty-five
3: percent. Thirty-five percent field goal percentage in five consecutive games. That's his longest streak. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this this month, or excuse me, this maybe like past two weeks, he's playing pretty well. Um over the past let me get these numbers up, six games. Uh 20 points on forty seven percent shooting, seven rebounds, four assists. So and his free throw percentage is up, which is which is crucial for him because He can get away with not being perfect from three, but it's historically been his field goal percentage or excuse me. Well, field goal and free throw percentage that's tanked his fantasy value. So hopefully this can be a turning point for him.
2: I'm okay not talking about historical aspects of R.J. Barrett's game because he's only played 72 games. This kid hasn't even played a full rookie season yet. So, you know, judgments kind of. Don't matter at this point. I, I think that it, it is good to see some of these improvements and signs that you know the fact that he's playing more minutes has been a big boon to his fantasy value. He's up from 30 minutes last year to 37 this year. Uh, the the improvement from the free throw line it is pretty significant. I mean, 61% to 75. He's still under 41% from the floor. That's not ideal. His three point shooting's actually gone down. He's at 23.5%. But but the charity stripe improvements. Uh, you know, kind of lend to uh, we'll eventually see improvements in those other areas. I, what I want it, he's rebounding great seven and a half, almost seven and a half boards per game. What I want to see is more playmaking uh, especially because he's got such a high usage because the ball's in his hands. I, I realize Julius Randle's facilitating a lot of that offense, but, but I would like to see uh, Barrett pick up some more assist Uh you know, at this point, I'd say he's probably sur- he's surpassed um, preseason expectations. Um, he just he needs to refine his shot still. That, that's the one thing he's he just needs to improve upon.
4: Well, the playmaking yeah. need is there just because they're per they're kind of struggling for legit point- quality point guard play. Yes. Yeah, they are. He's ranked 139th in eight cat right
3: now. Um, and again, worse you know, and worse in nine
4: category.
3: Right, and the main thing there is his field goal percentage because most of his other numbers are pretty good. Like, they're, they're helping you probably. Um,
2: yeah. yep. if, you're in a points, if you're in a points league, he's been crushing it for you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you play DFS, if you're in a points league, he's been great there.
1: Now that your season-long fantasy basketball leagues have started, this is a great time to check out our friends at Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest-growing site in daily fantasy. The NHL and NBA are in full swing, and the NFL playoffs are here. The time is now to take advantage of a 100% instant match up to $50 on your first deposit by using our promo code WIRE. That's WIRE, as in Roto-WIRE. Get it? Get it? That's a free $50 in your Monkey Knife Fight account if you sign up with that promo code. We have huge NBA slates pretty much every night with the way the schedule works out this season, so there's no better time to dive into DFS. Whether you're an experienced player, just a beginner, Monkey Knife Fight is the place to play. Visit MonkeyKnifeFight.com and use our promo code WIRE. That's W-I-R-E, WIRE, today.
3: Let's go with the waiver wire. Uh, Again, this format where we each have two picks, the first of which is available in at least 50% of leagues. We usually use Yahoo for that uh, and then a long shot of the week. Uh, which I think is what Ken, what's the parameters on that?
4: Uh, we don't have, we're just calling it a long shot. Okay. <laughs> so probably that's, probably that's our hedge to okay. say that not exactly a lock, but somebody with upside to ponder
3: generally less than 25% of leagues. I think we'll stick with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to kick things off quick, with is uh, Lou Dort. Uh, he is uh, rostered in 49% of leagues. He's up and down, you know, he's, he's, his minutes aren't perfect His his shot, uh, you know, is still kind of not great, but at the same time, he's ranked 106 and eight cat as a season, uh, for the season as a whole, getting a ton so, of minutes. Yeah. Through, through the ups and downs, basically throughout the year, you're going to get a solid player. Uh, even if the week to week production is, is here and there, I think, you know, he should definitely be on a bench, uh, without question.
2: Yeah, I like Dort. I I own him in a few spots, and I I agree with that. I don't know if he's cracked 10-team league value yet. Uh, It's close. I mean, the ranking says it's there, Um, but definitely in 12-team leagues, uh, he's a a must-own.
4: And also, doesn't George Hill seem like a prime candidate to move before the trade deadline? There's no future with uh, Hill uh, and the Thunder, and that's only going to open up even more minutes for Dort. It should. Uh, And speaking of the Thunder, Shannon, who is your
3: uh, who is your waiver wire that uh, guy that's available in 50 percent of leagues?
2: Terry's Baisley. I I am amazed that he's not owned in more leagues. Forty six percent Yahoo, 22 percent ESPN. He's yeah, he's locked into the starting lineup. He's been maybe somewhat maybe his scoring has been somewhat underwhelming, but he's averaged 10 and a half over seven rebounds. 1.1 1.1 blocks, 1.3 three-pointers. Uh, the shooting is not great, 38% from the floor, uh, 27% from downtown, but he is shooting 84% from the free-throw line. Uh, so, you know, similar to Barrett, that he's got a 15-point jump in, in that free-throw percentage, and, and to me that's a strong indicator that his other shooting percentages will rise. Um, so, He's just with the with the role locked in, the fact that he can chip in on the defensive side, uh, he can get you steals. He only, he's only averaging half a steal per game, but he does have the skill set to get over one steal, one block and one three per game. Um, I, I just love him as a fantasy option this year. Twenty twenty year old with tons of upside.
4: Yeah. And getting one point six stocks a game already. You're right. With uh, frankly, ability to improve throughout the season, plus. I don't know what's going on with Al Horford, his personal. Oh, no, he had a child, right? I don't know for
3: certain, but yeah, he is. He's out for the personal
4: reason he's out. I think it is because he had they had another child in his family, which is very nice. But I can't imagine Al Horford's heart is all in it for the Thunder this season, which would only just create more more minutes for Roby and Basley. Definitely. Uh, Ken, who do you have? I kind of have two long shots this week. Uh, I know we were poo-pooing this earlier in the news, but I think if you need three-pointers, you got to check out Contavius Caldwell-Pope while he's hot. He's available in 83% of leagues, and the Lakers have four games next week. Uh, is he a pickup for your whole season? No, but uh, if you need threes and looking for a hot hand for next week or two, uh, KCP's lighting it up. And you know, honestly. When you've got LeBron and AD on the roster, there ought to be a lot of catch-and-shoot threes available uh, for the supporting staff. I think uh, they're going to keep dishing it to uh, Caldwell Pope in the corner while he's hot. So uh, enjoy some nice threes. Yeah, I'm looking at some numbers. KCP is taking more corner
3: threes than ever. 10% more corner threes this year, and he's hitting those at 62%. He's 16 of 26 that's not going to keep up but for the corner shot is better than a normal or above the break 3 so i think well, expecting his 3 point percentage to stay high is is fine
4: and you know he is a for for a wing he's got a career field goal percentage of 48% so this isn't wildly out of the realm it's he's going to regress but you know for a wing draining threes you're usually pretty happy with 48% frankly
3: yeah plus the four games that helps as well uh <laughs> My long shot of the week, Torian Prince. I'm with Shannon in that he's clearly probably not going to be part of the future there. But he played 32 minutes in the Cavs uh, in his Cavs debut. Now, that was a double overtime game. Revenge game, too, baby. Revenge game. But it was also the fifth most points, uh, fifth most minutes on the team. Uh, 17 points, seven assists, four rebounds, a steal and a block. I think the main thing here is we've seen him put up numbers on a relatively bad team before when he was in Atlanta. Um, I don't have a ton of faith, but again, that's why it's a long shot. If you're in a 14 teamer, uh, maybe even deeper than that. I think he's he's at least worth a flyer.
2: Yeah, I mean, we saw last year with Brooklyn, you know, he, when he when he sees minutes, he can produce. He, w- he was at 29 minutes per game last season in Brooklyn. Twelve points, six rebounds, uh, just under one steal two, 2.3 two point three three pointers. So if the minutes are there, yes, he he can produce. I am skeptical that the minutes will be there even long term. Uh, you've got Garland was out, Love was out, Windler was out. When this when this team gets healthy, once Love gets back, Nance is going to see more minutes at the three. I'm assuming uh, Osman is going to get minutes at the two and the three. Uh, I I find I find it tough to carve out more than like 15 minutes per game for Prince once the team's healthy.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a short term ad kind of a flyer stream situation if if you're desperate. Uh, Shannon, who is your long shot?
2: Yeah, let me give you guys some true value here. Jeremy <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb owned in 27 oh, percent of Yahoo, 27 percent of Yahoo Leagues, 11 percent of ESPN. Uh, you got T.J. Warren out indefinitely. Lavert's out indefinitely. Uh, Lamb finally made his season debut this week, 10 points, uh, two rebounds, two steals in 19 minutes. Uh, they're probably going to ramp him up slowly. Uh, but eventually he's going to have an opportunity to play 25 to 30 minutes per game and really provide a scoring punch for the Pacers. I, I think there's a strong chance they keep him coming off the bench and he really is like the, the lead scorer for their, for their bench unit in, in that six man role. Uh, but, I don't I don't envision Sumner uh, either of the holidays kind of uh, put blocking Lamb from, from providing fancy value. I, I think he's in a good ad in 12 and 14 team leagues. 10 team leagues is more of a, a wait and see or wait until he's getting closer to 30 minutes per game. But I, I would snatch him up in, in most 12 and 14 team leagues immediately. I think yeah. Just,
4: oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, As you said, Shannon, uh, the wing spots are just wide open. Karis Levert, what's our best case scenario? Karis Levert, Alex, uh, you're our injury expert. That uh, when he had a a polyp on his kidney, I mean, his best case, six weeks? Yeah, is that what it says? No, I don't know what it says.
2: The uh, Pritchard, uh, uh, sorry, Pacers general manager Kevin Pritchard said on Monday uh, you know, announced the surgery, said best. Well, he said a possible, possible timeline. He, he, he did just maybe. say, he used yes, maybe, said maybe, oh, but six to eight weeks from picking up a basketball. So I, you know, just based on that, I would say two months, you know, two months is probably what we're looking at. So, you know, what a St. Paddy's Day return is, is probably the best case scenario.
3: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And yeah, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, you're right. He should kind of take on that Levert type role uh, until, you know, Levert gets back. And best case scenario, I mean, maybe we see the kind of numbers he put up in 2018, 19, his last year with the Hornets, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists and a steal. That's really when, you know, people thought he might be breaking out to some extent as a 26 year old. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, definitely worth an add if you have a, a bench spot that you really just aren't using and you're kind of getting lucky with injury and, and COVID stuff. Uh, How about you, Ken? Who is your long shot of the week?
4: Uh, My long shot, uh, but I guess I should back up and acknowledge that yes, the Jeremy Land suggestion from Shannon's good. I hate to agree with Shannon, but okay. (laughs) My long shot is Kendrick Nunn, available in 74% of leagues, so just on the borderline of long shot. Mostly is you know a lot of injury news in Miami. Remember, he did start all 67 games for the Heat before he sort of disappeared in the playoffs. Uh, last three games, he's averaging 17 points, six rebounds, three assists, I'm a little worried about Tyler Hero's neck injury. I know he's game time decision. Uh, the heat are not going to put Tyler Hero at any kind of risk. And so if he's out or Dragic suffers another old person injury as one would expect, I think we're the possibility for Nunn to uh, continue seeing a lot of minutes like he has the last three games is there. But uh, that's my long shot. I probably prefer Jeremy Lamb, to be honest, but I also like None uh if you're in deeper leagues. Yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. I mean Tyler Hero, the next
3: spasm things, uh that's tough to deal with, right? Um you, you you they're gonna be careful with that as much as possible. Um yeah. Uh none has been good when he's played. So it's it's definitely a speculative ad. I I like that one.
2: Yeah, we none none was great as a rookie. I, I believe I may be mistaken, but I believe he finished above Tyler Hero in rookie of the year voting. Yeah. It might have been like third overall oh, in rookie better of the year season stats, yeah. Yeah, he was he was very good uh, for the Heat. You know, it just just so happened that Tyler Hero kind of broke out uh, in the bubble, and Jimmy Butler did his thing. So none became obsolete for that team. You know, you got Dragic as well, of course. So it, it in the meantime, while Hero
1: and Butler are out, I, I love Nunn. The Rotowire NBA podcast is brought to you by BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That is why BetMGM has teamed up with Rotowire to offer new BetMGM customers a free 6-month Rotowire subscription when you placed your first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website and use promo code ROTO, that's R O T O to claim your free subscription. Once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of Rotowire's Unmatched Sports Insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 in Colorado and Nevada, and 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the Red Line at 800 889 9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada.
3: Okay, let's get to DFS. Yeah, there are a few postponements uh, today, two postponements, but it is a huge slate still. Um, I believe it's 11 games still, if I'm looking at this correctly. Um, it's a it's a huge slate. So highest over-unders today, uh, Chicago at Charlotte, 227, Brooklyn at Cleveland, 226 and a half. Nothing crazy in terms of over-unders today, nothing over 230. Main injuries, this is a long list because uh, this is how the NBA goes. And with so many games, this is kind of what you're dealing with. So out.
4: Check your wire lineups. Yes. Go ahead, Alex.
3: Uh, out, we have Jason Tatum, Christian Wood, John Wall, Jimmy Butler, Ricky Rubio, Al Horford. And the following guys are questionable. Pascal Siakam, Miles Turner, Wendell Carter is actually doubtful. Tyler Hero, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Cam Reddish, Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Durant. Uh, all those guys are questionable, so I would say don't even bother building a lineup till like an hour beforehand. <laughs> like don't even don't even look at it. Uh, that's my, my professional advice. Uh, as far as some value goes, obviously a ton of value is going to open up on the slate, probably assuming half of these questionable guys are ruled out. But as of right now, we know Christian Wood is out, so a lot of people are going to play Demarcus Cousins at 4,500. My main concern there. He just can't get over like 25 minutes, really, um, and he's had some bad games. So he always looks winded. <laughs>
4: he's yeah. always like he is like the first guy to grab his shorts, you know, when there's a dead ball. <sighs> yeah, he looks like he looks like us at rec league, frankly, Shannon and I. The
2: first break. Oh, <laughs> I'll I'll take the cousins comp, thank you. <laughs> 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 um.
3: The better, the better GPP play might actually end up being Daniel Gafford, who is min-priced on FanDuel with Wendell Carter Jr. Doubtful, high block rate guy, not an insane rebounder, but when you're seven feet tall, you can walk your way into 10 rebounds uh, if, you're, if you play on the inside. Um, solid player overall. And then obviously, again, um, with Christian Wood out, Oladipo and Eric Gordon become really the only driving forces of that offense. So keep that in mind as well.
2: Uh, gafford gafford's a power forward uh on fanduel so do both go go cousins and gafford (laughs) if you're you're feeling it um my my i've got a few picks uh i mentioned drogic earlier if hero's out um i like him all the more he's fifty two hundred dollars on fanduel And he's basically uh, a walking 30 fantasy points. Um, You know, he's played 30, 33 and 31 minutes the past three games. And he's averaging about 20, 27, 28 fantasy points over that stretch. Um, You know, just the fact that he can certainly blow up for more uh, with with the heat being shorthanded. I also like Colin Sexton. Uh, This is pretty, pretty obvious. Since he's coming off that big 63 point fantasy outing, uh, 42 5 and 5 in 38 minutes. Uh, was it a double OT game against Brooklyn, I believe? Paid um, game, coming out party for Sexton. And his price didn't really jump that much. Uh, I think he only went up about $400 on Fandu. He's at $7,500. Um, you know, I, I will also say at Shooting Guard, like Alex, I like Oladipo quite a bit. Uh, all the more with Christian Wood out. But uh, I feel like o- Oladipo, it would almost be a surprise if he doesn't get 45 to 50 fantasy points uh, with Wood and Wall both out. Um, uh, so
4: Shannon, uh, Bickerstaff said he expects Garland to play Friday. Does that change your Sexton outlook?
2: A little bit. A little bit. I, I still think he's a good price at 7500 I might tweak some things if Garland does return. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. The... The Cleveland, uh, injury updates have not been very friendly to DFS (laughs) players this year. So I'm going to hold off to make that decision until very late. Um, and then, you know, Alex mentioned at the beginning of this, that Charlotte, Chicago, uh, that's, that's the highest over under. And I love almost everyone from that game, you know, whether it's Lamelo, Rozier, PJ Washington, Markinen, uh, you know, Levine, if you're looking to go big, uh, I, I I love all of them. They're they're all solid plays tonight. I bet you can, what do you got?
4: Uh I just got one value. I'm gonna keep beating this drum. Isaiah Robbie, forty five hundred power forward on FanDuel against the Clippers. Uh no Al Horford. I feel like some folks may be giving up on Robbie a little too early. He's only twenty-two years old. He is coming off a thirty-four point fantasy uh game against Denver. Uh so I still like Robbie as my value as a value play at power forward.
2: Go go, him and, and Gafford at Power Forward for, for a combined $8,000 and you can load <laughs> up everywhere else. There
4: you go.
3: Very true. Yeah, this will be an, uh, an interesting slate in terms of, you know, it could just be a Stars and Scrubs kind of a night, uh, which always ends up being interesting. Is there anyone – I'm looking right now at some of the higher price guys – is there anyone that really sticks out to you, Shannon? I mean, I'm looking at Doncic against the Spurs right now. I don't know who guards him on San Antonio. You know, he's his kind of customary 11,000.
2: It's tough. I, I'm not a big fan of most of the matchups. I mean, the, some of the data sends that, says that San Antonio's a decent matchup. Uh, that could be the case with Derek White out. Um, I, I just think 11,000 11, is too much in this slate. Um, given the, some of the other values. Um, I mean, if I'm going big, I might even, I might lean more like Trey Young or Vucevic, um, just under 10,000 for those guys. I like the matchups. Vucevic has been, uh, pretty dominant for the magic. Um, you know, he's got, he's even got a 68 point fantasy outing a couple of games ago, but he's, he's had to really pick up the slack with Fultz out. Um, another thing to watch is, is Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant sits, uh, Harden and, and Kyrie both become a lot more interesting. Well, do. Shannon,
4: you mentioned Zach Levine, 9,300 on FanDuel against a Charlotte backcourt, not known for its defense. Uh, he could go off as well.
3: Yeah. 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 Ken, we saw Joel Embiid up a huge game against Boston the other day. He's 10,000 right now. Went for 42 and 10, 65 fantasy points.
4: I was shocked. Boston didn't go bigger to defend him, uh, especially with Tatum out. I thought we'd see more Tice and Thompson together. Maybe we will tonight, but we didn't see as much of that Wednesday, uh, to my surprise, Uh, especially when you want to free up Brown so he and Walker can lead the scoring and not have to worry about uh, having to carry the load on help out. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see. Embiid certainly big upside. Tristan Thompson – Supposed to bang wealth and bead, but it sure didn't happen Wednesday.
3: Yeah. Um, okay, I think that will, that will mostly do it uh, for us today. So, Ken, it is time for your old man rant.
4: Ah. Have you seen the Simpsons clip where Grandpa Simpson says, Dear Mr. President, there are too many states. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. I feel the same way about NBA uniforms. There are too many, and I do not care for the Milwaukee Bucks alternate blue uniforms that we saw last night. I get it. Milwaukee is on Lake Michigan. Lots of cities are on bodies of water. Chicago's on Lake Michigan. Should they have a blue version? No. Milwaukee's blue unis are ugly and dull. If we ever return to sports bars, I will not be able to tell who the team in blue is. Please stop making all these extra unis or at least stick to your primary colors. Eh, I am not a crackpot.
2: Without the extra unis, I would have never found out about Cream City. And (laughs) that would just be a disservice to the world.
4: It would be a year without Cream City jokes. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) They bailed on Cream City, didn't they? For the blue. They did. Yes. Yeah. Just when
3: they thought, just when we thought they cared about it, they yeah. They showed their true colors, and those are blue. Uh, I don't think we really had any mispronounced names today. Uh, which I, this is like a unprecedented streak of.
4: <laughs> it's like a Barrett shooting over thirty five percent.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, <laughs> people are debating whether or not this will continue for the rest of time. I think the smart money is on no. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by BetMGM and Monkey Knife Fight. Ken, take us out of here.
4: Let's go to Washington again, where Russell Westbrook's trying to play for the Bullets or uh, the Wizards. Uh, actually, he said these quotes with OKC in 2019, but they're still enjoyable. When when Westbrook was asked about his defensive rebounding mindset, he said, "quote Stat padding." Love to hear that from a fantasy standpoint. When asked if he and Joel Embiid are cool, he said "F no," and I've cleaned that up for the pod. And finally, during a game, he told Dame Lillard, "Dame Lillard, I've been busting that ass for years. Come back, Russ. We need this entertainment." Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.